0: ...and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio.
1: Welcome to the show today. The question I have today is... Is there a potential IRS scandal brewing? Is there a potential Internal Revenue Service scandal brewing well I'll try to help answer that question later on in the show I'll kind of leave you hanging there that's our cliffhanger for the show but welcome to exposing Washington my name is Walker Wildman and you're listening on the American family radio network glad to be with you this Saturday afternoon for those of you wondering we are uh, uh, on on YouTube now we are light, we are, 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 are the videos of the show are on YouTube now So if you want to watch the show today, you can just go to Exposing Washington on YouTube and you can watch the show. First time to do a video of the show. So you go and enjoy that, Exposing Washington on YouTube. Of course, there's many other ways to keep up with the show. Uh, One way is to visit our website, AFR.net, AFR.net. You can visit the podcast page there at AFR.net. Another way to keep up with the show is to follow me on Twitter at Walker Wildman on Twitter. And of course, you can download the podcast also on your mobile device. You can download the Exposing Washington podcast on your mobile device and listen to it at your convenience. So glad to have you on the show today. We're gonna talk about a lot of things. and, and, And just to kind of give you a warning, We're going to talk about a lot of a lot of things going on in Washington and things that have gone on past tense in Washington. But it's it's a lot of things that if you have a low tolerance for frustration. And and anger, then this (laughs) this may not be the show for you, because I'm going to I'm going to talk about a lot of of bad things that have gone on in Washington and are continuing to go on in Washington and so just forewarning, you know, if, if your blood pressure gets high, uh, you know, then, then maybe maybe this isn't for you, uh, but I'm only, I'm only kidding there. But we're going to talk about a lot of stuff and, and a lot of, of, of negative things that have gone on in Washington, and, and this is stuff that the American people need to know. Uh, so we need to cover it, and we need to talk about it so that we can hopefully fix it, so that we can hopefully solve the problems that go on in Washington. But uh, uh, the, before we talk about the, the potential IRS scandal that I hinted at at the beginning of the show, I want to talk about this whole Russian Russian fishing expedition. That's what I've been calling it. Fishing expedition is a, is a legal term, is legal jargon, that means that essentially you got these prosecutors and lawyers who are out fishing for a crime, hoping they get one, but they're not really sure if there's one out there or not. They're not really sure if there's actually a crime that's been committed or not, but hey, they're going to throw out their fishing lines, and they're going to reel in the bait, and they're just going to try to hook hook somebody and get him caught up in the legal system. And so that's what Robert Mueller and the Department of Justice and the Special Counsel investigating this whole Russia collusion, collusion in quotes, in air quotes, that's what they're doing. They're on the fishing expedition. And so we're going to talk more about that today. A- and just... Just so you know, this all started with many anti-Trump employees at the Department of Justice. This all started with them. So it started with people who don't like the president, and they didn't like, prior to the election, they didn't like the idea of a President Donald Trump in office. And the whole goal, the entire goal of the investigation from day one, was to bring down Donald Trump should he become president. That's, that was the goal. From day one, it's the, quote, insurance policy, is what they called it, the insurance policy. And some new details this week emerged about the Department of Justice and the inner workings that happened before Donald Trump was elected president and how this investigation, once again, is proven to be corrupt at its core Let's listen to John Hannity on the new revelations regarding the Department of Justice. Let's listen.
0: Tonight, once again, John Solomon has a major breaking report. This time, he's now exposing how Fusion GPS literally coordinated with Obama's Justice Department all in the lead-up to the 2016 election. Now, remember, Fusion GPS was the consulting firm. It was hired by the DNC and the Clinton campaign. They're the ones that dug up the dirt on then-candidate Trump that was full of Russian lies. And according to now-newly-unearthed handwritten notes that we now have, Senior Justice Department official Bruce Orr, he knew about Glenn Simpson's effort to leak the dirty dossier to the press prior to the election. He wrote, quote, it was Glenn's Hail Mary attempt. Hail Mary attempt, of course, to defeat Trump with Hillary bought and paid for Russian lies. And it gets worse. Now, Bruce Orr also wrote that Glenn Simpson gave him a memory stick during a discreet meeting at a coffee shop. By the way, where's that stick? Is it acid washed? Did they beat it up with a hammer? Now to put this simply, this new clear evidence is showing Hillary Clinton's op research team was working with the Department of Justice in the Obama years to malign an opposition party candidate and Bruce Orr, Barack Obama's number four at the DOJ, represented Team Clinton's efforts to use your government as a weapon
1: against the Trump campaign folks this is unbelievable this is unbelievable and if you're watching on the YouTube channel then you can see that I'm smirking on camera when I'm playing these audio clips because it's absolutely unbelievable that this kind of stuff is going on in our country and folks are getting away with it I mean in large part they're getting away with it now we're exposing them we're exposing the corruption but I haven't seen anybody put in handcuffs over this stuff, which they should be. But reading directly from the, from the news story that Sean Hannity is mentioning there, and the, the main point I wanted you to get out of that clip is this fact. Bruce Orr, who was number four at the Department of Justice under President Obama, he worked directly with the, the guy... Christopher Steele that the Clinton campaign, Hillary Clinton's campaign hired Christopher Steele and his his firm. They hired him to go out and get dirt on Donald Trump. Well, here's what he did. He couldn't find actual factual dirt on Donald Trump, at least anything that would stick, so he just made up this dozen-plus-page what what they call the dossier, which is all these salacious accusations against Donald Trump before he was a candidate, and so he made up this document, which is half of it's proven to be false. The other half, nobody knows if it's true or not. It's it's unsubstantiated, and so he puts up this document to put this document together, the Clinton campaign basically, and then they start meeting with the Obama Justice Department in order that they could open an investigation into the facts that are still unfounded, or really the lack of facts in this case. And so that's what I want you to get out of this story, and this is out of The Hill, and I'll post it on my podcast page at AFR.net. But the, uh, what I want you to get out of this is that Bruce Orr, number four at the Department of Justice, he worked with the Clinton campaign, he worked with the Clinton campaign and I don't want to hear folks say, well, it wasn't really with the Clinton campaign. It was just, you know, with somebody that they had hired. Look, it's the Clinton campaign. When you hire a firm to do oppo research, you're a part of the campaign. And so Bruce Orr, number four at the DOJ, who still works there, how that happens, I have no idea. But Bruce Orr worked with the Clinton campaign directly in order to smear Donald Trump falsely and in order to, to, to start this phony investigation into into president trump which is still ongoing and along the same lines is this story back from april back in april of andrew mccabe who used to be the deputy fbi director under president obama number two behind number one behind james comey the former fbi director and so andrew mccabe you know, there was first off, there's many things questionable questionable about Andrew McCabe's integrity and some of the things he did. But but getting down to the to the facts, at the end of the day, Andrew McCabe was fired from the FBI because he quote lacked candor under oath. What does that mean? He lied under oath. That's a nice way of saying that he lied under oath. And so back in April, April 19th to be specific, the Justice Department's, I'm reading directly from the story here, the Justice Department's internal watchdog has sent a criminal referral for fired FBI official Andrew McCabe to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C., this move follows a recent DOJ inspector general report that found McCabe leaked a self-serving story to the press and later lied about it to his boss, James Comey. It goes on to say that a source confirmed to Fox News that the referral was actually sent. And so there you have it. So you, you say to yourself when you, read that, when you read that news story, you say to yourself, well, that's good. You know, maybe maybe those in Washington are starting to get to the bottom of all this corruption. You know, maybe somebody's actually going to be held accountable. Fast forward. It's August. It's mid-August of 2018. April, May, June, July, August, 5 months after the fact that the criminal referral was sent And and Andrew McCabe has yet to face charges. And you want to know why that happened? I would likely suspect that the DOJ watchdog, the inspector general, sent the criminal referral to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. And the U.S. Attorney's Office is probably filled with Obama holdovers. And so they said, you know what? I mean, yeah, he did some things wrong, but, you know, he used to work for us and, you know, he used to be our boss, but. You know, we're just going to push this to the side because, I mean, he's got a family and, and, you know, we just don't need to charge him. This is just overly provocative. You know, maybe he didn't mean to do this stuff. And so I can just see all the excuses going on. But Andrew McCabe, criminal referral sent and nothing has happened. And, you know, some folks may say, well, you know, why, why would we rehash all these political rivalries and, and those were Obama, uh, President Obama's you know, officials, and let's just let this thing go, Donald Trump's president, let's move on. And I would likely say at times, well, okay, okay, let's leave it alone. Let's don't charge Hillary Clinton. But the reality is, that's not right. That's not right. And many of you remember President-elect Donald Trump went on 60 Minutes, like the week after he was nominated, or he was elected to be president. He went on 60 Minutes and he did this interview at Trump Tower and he said, he was, he was, the question was put forth to Donald Trump. Are you going to put, are you going to lock up Hillary Clinton? Are you going to charge Hillary Clinton? Are you going to encourage your Department of Justice to press charges against Hillary Clinton over the email server and all of that? And he basically said no. Donald Trump said no. And I think that was a big mistake. Because you just you just basically said, yeah, you know, people committed felonies, but, you know, I won. So that's fine. But that should not that should not be how our justice system works. That should not be how our justice system works. So I'm tired of the double standard. It's time for somebody to be charged with crimes that happened under Obama's administration. Because after all, isn't Attorney General Jeff Sessions running the Justice Department? The man which all of us seem to love after the election, he would make a great Attorney General. Well, he's there and nobody's being charged. Nobody's being charged. So I'm unhappy with the, 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 the passes that Obama people, Obama's officials are getting when it comes to crimes committed under the prior administration. But changing the subject, President Trump, this past week, he pulled John Brennan's, the former CIA director, he pulled his security clearance. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, which I think this is a great move. There was no reason that John Brennan still needed security clearance after he's retired, after he's retired from the CIA. And so. You might ask yourself, why did President Trump pull John Brennan's security clearance? And I'm not even going to try to explain this myself. I'm going to let somebody way more respected than myself explain this. This is retired Army Brigadier General Anthony Tata, T-A-T-A. He's on Fox News, and he says he explains why John Brennan does not deserve a security clearance. This is clip two. Let's listen.
2: Yeah, I think it's the right move by the president. Uh, communist John Brennan uh, never should have had a security clearance. Well, he clearance. voted for a communist uh, candidate in 1970. Well, and, and he supported the, that way of life, and and the president made the right decision in revoking a security clearance. You look at what he did in his official capacity, Brian. Uh, he, he oversaw the Iran deal and all the intelligence. He, he manipulated ISIS intelligence uh, for President Obama. Uh, he he was part of the, the Russian hacking, he's standing down the cyber team uh, to allow the Russian hacking in 2016. He had a secret meeting in March of 2016 with Russia. He flew to Moscow. And so there's it's, there's a lot of evidence here. He met with Harry Reid uh, and gave him parts of the unverified uh, Clinton paid for and dossier. Harry Reid said later, yeah. I
1: guess the word was go go announce this. It, yeah,
2: right, and so and then he spied on American citizens and lied to uh, in front of Congress about that spying and in, in question 29 on the security clearance form says you know uh, have you ever supported overthrowing the US government you all you got to do is look at Brennan's tweets and he supports the removal of this president and right there that's enough evidence right. to get rid of his clearance
1: all right well there you have it that's all that John Brennan's done wrong and that's why I shouldn't have a security clearance and so I'm going to post that clip, a link to that clip, on my podcast page at AFR.net, the Exposing Washington podcast page, the clip to that link. And you can click on it yourself, watch that five times, and jot down all the notes and all the things that John Brennan did wrong, because that's a lot of things that he did wrong, and that's probably just the tip of the iceberg. But moving on here, something something absolutely absurd that was said on on national television— it was said by Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, and so President Trump removes the security clearance from John from for for John Brennan. And immediately after that, Senator Blumenthal goes on, I think CNN or MSNBC, one of the one of the left wing media outlets, and he's he's he, the question is is asked to Senator Blumenthal, what do you think of this? This is clip three. Let's listen to Senator Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut. Let's listen. Is this an abuse of power by the president?
2: It is not only an abuse of power, it is illegal. It's abhorrent to our values and our national interest because we need critics like John Brennan to speak truth to power based on their vast experience. Here's someone who has served both Republican and Democratic presidents for decades. But also to use this kind of punishment to chill speech is a violation of the First
1: Amendment. All right. Well, I got two things to say about that. There's two options here. All right. There's two paths that we can take. The first path, the first path is that Senator Blumenthal, what he's talking about. That's the first path. The second path is Senator Blumenthal knows exactly what he's saying, exactly what he's talking about, and he's just lying. He's just lying. Because here's what he said, to repeat what was just said in that clip, he said, to use this kind of punishment, talking about removing the security clearance for John Brennan, is a violation of the First Amendment. What? No, it's not a violation of the First Amendment. The First Amendment says nothing about security clearances. Furthermore, John Brennan's welcome to go on any talk shows, write any pieces, say anything he wants about President Trump and how he doesn't like him and how he thinks he's treasonous. He's free to say all of that. And so it's not a violation of the First Amendment. It's not a violation of the First Amendment. Ask any legal scholar and they'll say the same thing. And so when, is, when are these media outlets when is CNN going to say, well, Senator Blumenthal, can you expound upon that? No, they won't do that because they know that he's, he's either lying or doesn't know what he's talking about, one of the two, and I would likely lean on the latter. Because he's a U.S. senator, there's no way he doesn't know the legal background behind the First Amendment and its context. But moving on here, that was Senator Blumenthal Crying wolf about Donald Trump removing the security clearance from John Brennan. And the one thing I have to ask about this is, whose security clearance is going to be pulled next? Because there are many others. Andrew McCabe, the guy who we just talked about. Susan Rice. James Comey. I mean, all these folks, many of them still have security clearance. And they worked under Obama's corrupt White House moving on here to a different subject before my blood pressure gets too high is a story that is that is fairly new fairly green some would say and this is about the IRS the Internal Revenue Service and many of you remember back four five six years ago uh, that the Internal Revenue Service was caught Discriminating against conservative groups, discriminating against patriot groups, if you will, and so that that whole scandal played out. And you might remember, this is going to bring back some some bad memories for some of us, but we're going to listen to it nonetheless. This is uh, this is clip four, Lois Lerner, who was one of the top officials at the IRS under President Obama. It came out that her department, that the IRS, was discriminating discriminating against conservative groups, meaning not granting them the right documentation that they needed to be legal. And so she goes before Congress, which is the oversight body of the IRS and every other executive branch department. And she pleads the fifth, But before she pleads the fifth, I want you to listen to this. Let's listen to clip four.
2: Members of this committee have accused me of providing false information when I responded to questions about the IRS processing of applications for tax exemption. I have not done anything wrong. I have not broken any laws. I have not violated any IRS rules or regulations and I have not provided false information to this or any other congressional committee. And while I would very much like to answer the committee's questions today, I've been advised by my counsel to assert my constitutional right not to testify or answer questions related to the subject matter of this hearing. After very careful consideration, I've decided to follow my counsel's advice and not testify or answer any of the questions today.
1: Well, that's Lois Learner before Congress back in twenty fourteen, I believe. And did you catch that listened well and you know kind of an idea of what the fifth amendment is. It's when when you're when you're asked by law enforcement to confess to a crime, talk about a crime, or even just talk to law enforcement about something that has occurred illegal, if you want to invoke your fifth amendment, either you don't reply to the law enforcement's question or you say this. I am invoking my Fifth Amendment privilege under the U.S. Constitution and I refuse to answer questions. Can I have my attorney, please? That's invoking your Fifth Amendment in the legal process. But what Lois Lerner did there is she mounted a defense against herself, for herself, a defense of herself, and then at the end of her defense, she said, Oh, and by the way, I'm invoking my Fifth Amendment and I'm not going to answer questions. Well, Miss Lois Lerner, you can't do that. It's one or the other. Either you're invoking your Fifth Amendment or you're going to answer questions. And so anyway, she got away with that. But but I, I, the reason I bring that up is because there's a new story out that is 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 about a potential scandal brewing within the IRS and that is in this. And first off, I want to say this story has only been reported by one news outlet. And it's not corroborated. There's not multiple witnesses or sources. And so it's it's very shallow. But I'm going to talk about it in case it does come out in the coming weeks that this actually did happen. But the stuff I'm talking about in this story is alleged. And I do not have multiple sources to back it up. Multiple news outlets to back it up. But nonetheless, this is the headline. Whistleblower makes shocking allegation that the IRS was involved in insider trading under President Obama. And so what the story gets at is that essentially some folks, it is alleged that some folks within the IRS, some powerful people within the IRS under President Obama were involved in what's called insider trading. And, and basically I have a very basic understanding of this and from what I understand insider trading is when People who are in powerful uh, positions, who are in well-knowing positions, who know about what's going on with these large corporations in our country, they get these tips that, hey, this company is going to buy this company, this company is going to sell that, this pharmaceutical product is not going to be approved by the Food and Drug Administration on and on and on. So they kind of get the inside scoop of what's going to happen with these big, large million or billion dollar companies before it actually goes public. And so insider trading from this standpoint is that, is that these IRS officials were using their knowledge of what's going on in our country, kind of in the business sphere, sphere. they were using that knowledge to then make money because they were making these calculated trades in the stock market that then turned out to profit them. It's called insider trading. It's obviously illegal. And so that's a news story that's very, very important. Very, very important. And I'll keep my eye on this and see if it comes out. I'll post this news story from the New York Post on the podcast page at AFR.net. But who knows? You know, it may turn out that, that none of this stuff ends up being corroborated and proven. But it really wouldn't surprise me if it turns out to be true. It wouldn't surprise me because we saw the things we have seen the things that went on under President Obama's administration and they're not good they're not good many of them were illegal and so uh, a scandal at the IRS would not uh, shock me to say the least well you've been listening to the exposing Washington program on American Family Radio Network to find out more about the show you can visit AFR.net You can catch us on YouTube, Exposing Washington on YouTube, or you can download the podcast on your phone. We'll be back next week exposing more of Washington and letting you know what's going on with your taxpayer dollars. Talk to you then.